This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Thursday, April the 28th. Phillies won another game. It's what they do. Just win baseball games three in a row for the first time in the 2022 season. They have won the series against the Rockies, their first series win since the opening series of the season against Oakland. We are back, folks. <laughs> no, they're nine and ten. They're in a, we'll take a look later uh, around Major League Baseball at the standings. We've not done that in a little while. See where the Phillies stack up against the rest of baseball, against the rest of the National League East. But ultimately, look, um, you know, a a frustrating start to the season, but it does at least start to feel like the Phillies are figuring it out a little bit. You know, they played really good baseball the last three games now. Let's be real, as we've said over the last two days and continue today, the Rockies have helped them out. <laughs> the Rockies have helped them out. The Rockies have, you know, uh, uh, all our uh, our complaints and concerns about the Phillies defense this year, the Rockies were like, hold our beer. All right? You want to see uh, what what defense is uh, when, it, when it's as bad as it can get. Let us show you. Um, but the last night, not, not or yeah, last night, not um, not as bad a game from the Rockies. It was more of a Phillies just win it type of game. And and look, as we've talked about, yes, the Rockies have helped, really helped with some of the miscues and mistakes. The Phillies have had, still had to take advantage. You know, they still had to get the hits with runners on base. They still had to convert extra runs. They still had to close games out. And they've handled that business. And you know, credit to the Phillies, really nice job. You know, it's nice to see them back in this thing and. Starting to quell the fear of the four and eight start of everyone starting to kind of freak out, you know, six and ten. They're nine and ten now. Okay. We're we're feeling a little bit better about this team. They have a chance to get back to five hundred today. They have a chance to sweep a series against the Rockies and heading into a, a massive series this weekend against the Mets. So really a lot of action right now for this Phillies team. It is a Nice spot. The Mets in first place. Again, we'll check the standings later, but really nice win yesterday. You know, first two games, it really did feel like the Rockies handed the Phillies baseball games, and the Phillies took it. Again, the Phillies do deserve credit for when the Rockies said, here, sirs, we would like to give you this baseball game so that you can win it. The Phillies still had to grab it and say, thanks, we'll take it, and not just say, no, 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 we're going to give you it back, which is, you know, we've seen before. But they took it, and they grabbed it, and they handled business, and they put up 18 runs in the first two games, and then they put up a seven spot yesterday without the Rockies' help. Or at least, you know, without the the many defensive miscues, more so just, you know, bad pitching and 
handling their business and, and, you know, when it got close, kind of pulling away a little bit and finding a way to just win a baseball game. Great day for Harper. Great day for the offense all around. Yet again, 25 runs over the last three games for this Phillies team. Now, some of them have been unearned, we know. But 25 runs over the last three games. You know, we've talked so much this season about the slumber that the offense has been in for, you know, a a vast majority of these games so far this season seems to be picking up. You know, it seems like we're starting to kind of figure this thing out a little bit. You know, Harper heating up. We'll dive in a lot yesterday, last night's game and, and all of it, but Harper heating up a little bit. Nick Castellanos, never not hot. All that guy does is just rake game after game. The bottom of the lineup, bringing it for this team. Boom, continues to. Didi Gregorius. I have I have uh, said he was flat out cooked on this show. He's trying to make me look silly, and you know what? Please do, Didi. Please prove to me that you are still a worthwhile Major League Baseball player. Now, there's not been much pop from Didi, but he's been getting hits. Dude's batting 340 or whatever. Credit, you know? Camargo, when he plays, is getting hits. The bottom of the lineup has really helped this team this year. Yesterday, Garrett Stubbs a couple hits. They have just been raking, and it's been exciting to see this offense hitting the baseball. Um, you know, yes, O'Double. You know, not not my favorite guy, but nice job so far in the leadoff spot. Three fifty-seven average homers in back-to-back games for O'Double. Crushed that one to start the game last night. Hoskins is yet to get going. Hoskins is the one when you look 0 for 5 or yesterday, you look through the lineup, really. Him and Schwarber, the two guys who really have not found their groove at all at any point yet, as Hoskins is batting 215, 338, 369. None of those three numbers is good enough. But Harper picking it up. Harper's average up to 274. Harper's OPS up to 850. Looking good. Castellanos just continues to rake. Dude's batting 329. No biggie. Bomer, 333. No biggie. 341 for Didi. You know, this lineup's hitting. It's starting to hit. Now, you know, Schwarber at 164, 273, 388. Not good enough. Um, Schwarber has had some some nice at-bats lately in terms of getting on base. Had the two walks a couple nights ago. Um, you know, not what you want from Schwarber, but we know what the power is there. We know that um, the ability is there. Just need to get him going. Schwarber's always been a streaky hitter. We have talked before, but, you know, the... the unbelievable out-of-this-world June he had last year is a perfect example of how that guy can just get on a roll and take over and be the best hitter on a team for a month. So, you know, I'm not I'm not freaking out about Schwerber yet, but just offensively, it really feels like this team's starting to put the pieces together a little bit. You know, we're starting to see the fruits of, of the off-season excitement, you know, when they made those moves. And again, man, Nick Castellanos, what a joy that guy has been to have as a Philly on so many levels, obviously just offensively, and, and you know, he was my number one pick for the Phillies this offseason. Of all the guys on the market, including the bigger names, the Corey Seegers, whoever you want to talk about, Nick Castellanos was the number one guy I wanted the Phillies to sign. And the reason was what we're seeing is that this guy's just a hitter. I, I felt like the Phillies needed a guy who just every day is going to go out and rake. And every day he's going to give you competitive at-bats. He's going to put the ball in play, and he's going to find holes in the defense, and then he's going to have a little pop for you too. I've been so impressed. As good as I thought Nick Castellanos is, which is incredibly good, he's been better. 
I mean, he's just come in in every single game. This guy comes through every game. He is a machine, an offensive machine. Making plays in left field, too, by the way, but, you know, let's be real. Not a good left fielder. Excuse me, right field. I said left field. Jeez, Louise. Shorebird, left The horrible outfield defense. We know that. But the bat plays. The Nick Castellanos bat plays. And also, you know, he's been such a, a, an important part of this clubhouse already. You know, we, we saw with the Alec Bohm thing a few weeks ago. You know, Bohm does the, you know, I believe and hate it here. I believe and hate this place. And it was Cassianos we found out at the game who, you know, was the one who put his arm around him and said, hey, man, just own it. Just go out and, and, and own it. Take it on the chin. I love the phrase, the only way out is through. And that was what Alec Bohm did. You didn't try and get around it. You didn't try and, you know, find a, a, a different way out of the issue. He just went right through it. And he said, my bad. I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry, guys. And we love him. He got a standing O. The whole thing worked out. And it was Nick Castellanos who's the one putting his arm around him and saying, Alec, listen. That was something that was sorely lacking from this team last season, the last few years. And we saw it. I mean, Bohm's a perfect example of seeing the struggles that guy went through last year, that kid went through last year. And... You know, kind of feeling like he was all in a, on his own with it. You know, it didn't feel like there was ever anyone going up to him and putting their arm around him and, you know, schooling him, taking him along. It felt like there was none of that last year. And then this year, in the first moment of true adversity that Alec Bohm faces this season, he's got Nick Castellanos there to, to put his arm around him. That's huge. That stuff is so big. We've talked a ton about the, the signings, how important they are offensively, and also we have talked a ton about how important they are for this clubhouse. And I think that's a perfect example of that kind of stuff, how that stuff matters. So what what a joy it has been having Nick Castellanos as a Philly. I am I just love the dude. I really do. I'm 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 fully all in on Nick Castellanos. I was all in before they got him and even more all in now. Just a, a real delight to have on the team. All right, let's go through the game last night, and then we'll look ahead and look at the standings and all that. As um, it was just one of those games where you just felt like the Phillies were going to win, you know. Which, <laughs> um, more often than not, we have not felt that over the last few years. Certainly, the start to this year, um, this was one of those games where I really wasn't concerned the whole game. I just the Phillies were going to win it. You know, it was, it was Ranger against Feltner. I was like, I never heard of that guy. We're good. Phillies get out early. Oduble, a tank shot to start the game, just, you know, gets all of one. one nothing. The second they had a, a sack fly, an Oduble sack fly makes it 2 nothing. And that's the thing is they got the first run in the first, but what they also did is then after that they worked at bats. They got on base. They ended up making Bradley Feltner throw like 30 pitches in the first inning or whatever, and that's what this Phillies lineup needs to be. This Phillies lineup should be a lineup that when a team comes to town, their pitchers are saying, Damn! I don't want to face these guys. This is going to be annoying. What an annoying series is going to be. They're going to walk. They're going to foul off pitches. They're going to find holes. They're going to hit a few bombs. Like, this is going to suck. That's what we want. And that's the kind of offense we saw yesterday. That's that's exactly what we want. They go up 2-0. Uh, Ranger, uh, I, I thought, you know, didn't have his best stuff. There was no question he didn't have his best stuff. And still battled. You know, a nice outing for Ranger. Not a lead or anything, but six innings, three earned. Seven, it's one walk. Kept him in it. Good enough to get the win. 
Um, I thought it was a, a real encouraging outing from Ranger in the sense that seeing him without his stuff like that, seeing him when you know he didn't have his elite stuff to to lean on, and still the guts and the guile, finding ways to get out. Who doesn't love a pitcher who just goes out and gets guys out on guts and guile, right? I mean, Jamie Moyer to a T. This stuff was better than Moyer, I'll tell you that. Um, but I thought it was really good to see and, and battled and kept him in the game. The Phillies do give up two in the third. It's 2-2, but then the bottom of the third, right back. And I love seeing that. I love when you're up, a team ties it, and then the very next bottom inning, the bottom of the inning, you just take that lead back. That's what winning winning teams do. Winning teams put their throat on teams and say, no, 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 no. You're not tying us. Screw this. Runs. And we saw that. You know, Nick Cassiano's RBI ground out. Didi! An RBI double. It's 4-2. We're cruising along to the sixth. Then Ranger makes one more mistake and kind of hangs one to CJ Crone. Crone crushes it. Crone, a really nice start to the season. Uh, in the left field for a home run. Uh, not a tank shot like a double, but a homer. 4-3, you know, stressing a little bit. And then Garrett Stubbs rips a triple. Stubbsy. How about it? Garrett Stubbs. What a what a stud. Two triples on the night for the Phillies. Harper has a triple earlier in the game that, I, like, <laughs> we've not talked a ton about the dead ballness of it this year on this show. Um, on other places I've talked about it, but... You know, it really is astounding how the ball is not flying out of ballparks. And it was cold yesterday, too. Very cold. But, man, that ball off Harper's bat felt like, well, that's a homer. That's an opposite field, you know, the left center field shot. And it ended up not even hitting the wall. It ended up just missing. It ended up being a triple, a stand-up triple, an easy stand-up triple as Harper just glides into third. But um has been pretty wild how the, the ball's not been flying off the bat. But... Um, two triples on the day. That a big one from Stubbs as it scores Didi. And then um, Alec Bowman infield single scores another. And then Didi, a sack fly to left, scores another. Seven to three Phillies. How about it? And then the bullpen comes in and shuts it down. Uh, Jose Alvarado gets into serious trouble there in the seventh. Um, gets two runners on, looking very, very nerve-wracking. No problem. Bring in the stopper. Bring in Sir Anthony. Sir Anthony comes in and induces a double play like that. Boom, out of the inning, saving the day. Familia comes in. Same thing, Jarris Familia gets into trouble, allows two base runners. Brad Hand allows the bases loaded, excuse me. Brad Hand comes in. Boom, strikes him out. We're out of the inning. Brad Hand and Sir Anthony Dominguez, you sirs, deserve props for yesterday as they came in and shut it down. Corey Canabel, clean ninth to shut the game down. A 7-3 win and uh, a nice win. You know, good things to see all around as you look at this team. Again, the bullpen comes in, handles business. Nice start from Ranger in the sense he was able to battle through not having his best up, and they get the job done. Bryce Harper, three hits, including the triple. Harper stole third. Harper, it feels like it feels like Bryce is just, you know, because he's DHing and not fielding, he's just trying to squeeze everything he can into every at bat. You know, he's stealing bases. He's aggressive on the base pass. A, a little bit to his detriment and to our detriment at times. You know, sometimes, you know, tighten that up, Bryce, reining in. But um, it's clear Bryce really, you know, is trying to to get his uh, get his moments in when he can. Bryce 
Has been much better, though. You know, after that that rough week and a half or so to start, the seasons really seem to be locked in more. The average up get up to 274, 329 OBP, 521 slugging. All of a sudden, you know, that slugging's right there with Cassianos for the best on the team of the regular players. Um, so, you know, I'm pretty excited about Harper's hitting. We talked a lot yesterday about the concerns about the elbow and, that's all there. It's all true. You know, I'm hopeful that, you know, he is not having Tommy John or anything like that yet and that he was able to throw and that, you know, that they're not shutting him down, that he can clearly hit without it bothering him that much. All that stuff's great, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm bullish about it. Um, but definitely concerned that he, he can't play in the field, as we talked about. But still, um, regardless of that, it's been really nice to see him start to swing out bat, you know, start to – See that comfortable Bryce Harper at the plate when he's hitting those balls hard to left center field. You know Bryce is locked in. That's the the Bryce we love, the Bryce we've enjoyed so much last season. When he's hitting the ball there, you know he's locked in. He's locked in, and I think we're going to start to see a little rum from Bryce here. I do. I expect Bryce to go on a bit of a run here and really get those numbers back up to where they, they should stay. And uh, and start to to put together that MVP campaign again. Now again, the DH thing might hurt him. We'll see. Um, but I I think I think we're about to see Harper really start to to get locked in, and you know we get more of the Bryce Harper that we expect. So I, I feel very bullish about that. All right, we'll look ahead to uh, to this game coming up, and then the weekend as well as it is a massive series against the Mets. Day game today, a one oh five er. Down Citizens Bank Park to close out this series. We'll get to that in a sec. First, a quick look around um, baseball in the standings. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll do the NL East last. Let's just look around the rest of baseball, then we'll get to the NL East. Um, AL East, um, dogfight at the top is the Yankees 12-6, and six, Toronto 12-7. and seven. The Rays at 10-8 and eight are two back of the Yankees, then Boston 8-11 is four and a half back. Um, all bunched up there. Nothing to, too much to take away yet. The Orioles in last, where I'm, I'm assuming they'll stay. AL Central, a little interesting so far, is the White Sox, the clear, far and away, light years favorite to win this division, are not in first place as the Twins at 10 and 8, then the White Sox at 7 and 10. The Twin- White Sox have scuffled to start the season, a couple injuries. The Eloy Jimenez injury is a big one for them. Um, I think they'll figure it out. I still think they win that division, obviously, but it's way too early, as we've talked about, way too early to freak out. But look, the 7 and 10 White Sox, this is a team that won 90 something games last year, a team that was way better than the Phillies. A team that a lot of people had insanely high hopes for. Phillies have a better record. Phillies are nine and ten. They're seven and ten. So just a perspective, right? Um, so they are out uh, in second place. There is um, Indians, Royals, Tigers. After that, all within three and a half games in that division. Very close. AL West. How about those Angels? Off to a start. I'm sure they'll screw it up. That's what the Angels do. But um, Angels twelve and seven out in front in that division. Uh, eleven and seven. Right behind them is Seattle, and then Oakland at ten and nine, kind of hanging around that Oakland team that we ripped so much. Ten and nine, and then uh, nine and nine Astros team, the team that again the far and away favorite to win that division is nine and nine. The Phillies nine ten, so throwing that out there. And then Texas at six and twelve, assuming last place where they will stay. Um, going to the NL West as a up. Oh, what a shock! Look at the top of the division. San Francisco 13 and 6, second best record in baseball. The Dodgers 12 and 6. Yep. That feels right. That feels like what's going to happen. Giants too good. They're, they're over under was like 84 and a half coming into the season. I was like, what is this? 
They are a lock to beat that. And they will. Uh, San Diego only came back at the Giants at 12 and 7, so they're right in it. And then the Rockies team, the Phillies have taken three straight from now 10 and 8. So they were 10 and 5. Phillies have taken three straight. It's good to see. And D backs at 8 and 11, hanging around. And then we get to the NL East, and um, I hate saying it, but uh, best record in baseball the New York Mets at 14 and 6. <laughs> Gross. Um, Phillies are 4 and up back at 9 and 10. Actually, behind the Marlins, who are 9 and 8. Uh, they are three and a half back. Phillies four and a half back at nine and ten. And the Braves at eight and eleven. You don't see the Braves losing their minds. They're game back at the Phillies eight and eleven. And then Washington at six and fourteen. Expect Washington to stay there. Washington is a horrible, horrible baseball team. And having nineteen games still left on the schedule with them is absolutely a good thing. But you know, like obviously the big takeaway from the Sings when you look at them now is is the Mets. It's a little scary how good the Mets are playing. You know, they're fourteen and six. Now, having said that. They are the Mets. You know, they just are. And it's unavoidable. And they will always be the Mets um, until they're not the Mets, right? So until the Mets prove to us that they can do this type of thing, I'm not going to believe that they're definitely going to. But, you know, until the Phillies prove they can do this thing, I'm not going to believe they're definitely going to either. Um, but, you know, yeah, yeah. You, You'd like to see the Mets start to lose some baseball games. 14-6 and six is a really nice start to a season for the Mets. They got into a brawl yesterday. You'd like to see that. Hopefully there's some repercussions. Pete Alonso getting thrown to the ground by Stubby Clap. Cardinals coach Stubby Clap. Stubbs! What a day for Stubbs is out there. Um, just a, a hearty shout-out to, to Stubby Clap for throwing Pete Alonso on his tuckus. Loser deserves to be thrown on his tuckus, his rump, his hide, his hiney. Take him down. God, he's so annoying. I can't stand Pete Alonzo. All right. Um, nice to see him get thrown down. He's always like, oh, if you, you come at me like a man. It's like, all right, Pete Alonzo, you are a loser, buddy. Rain it in, pal. Um, but but Mets winning games, and that's why the series coming up this weekend is so massive. Really, next week too. Um, so here's the way the schedule shakes out today: one hundred five er Wheeler against Austin Gamber. Gamber's pretty decent. Um, had a bad outing, two outings ago, a nice outing. The outing prior, it's actually been better in Colorado for the most part, which is strange over the last couple of years. But Gomber's decent, you know, not horrible, um, but certainly hittable. Wheeler, it'll be really interesting to see Wheeler today. You know, we've seen Wheeler steadily progress. We've seen. His stuff, the velocity, come out strong to start games and maybe waver a bit as the game has gone on. But we've seen progress. This is a nice spot for him at home, an opportunity to settle in and give him a good outing and really get this season rolling for Zach Wheeler. It'll be interesting to see how Girardi manages him, manages him in this spot. So big one today. But then, you know, we go to New York for the weekend. So three straight New York this weekend. Nola Gibby and Eflin in that uh, outing. They do not miss Scherzer. Uh, Scherzer will pitch on Sunday. Eflin versus Scherzer. That'll be a fun one. Sunday Night Baseball. Yeah, again, back-to-back weeks on Sunday Night Baseball for the Phillies. But then here's how this plays out. So so today against the Rockies, then three in New York against the Mets. Then they come home off day on Monday. Then Tuesday and Wednesday at home against Texas. Texas thinks you should win those games. But then a four-game series at home against the Mets. Massive. Massive. And then they go out west. Then they got three in Seattle and three in, and four in Los Angeles against the Dodgers. So that's going to be a tough little stretch there. And then the Padres, the Dodgers, the Braves, the Mets. It gets tough. This is a tough stretch of baseball. Maybe the toughest of the season. 
honestly, like when you look through this whole schedule and we'll continue to do it throughout the season, there is a real argument to be made. And in fact, I think it's almost unassailable that this stretch of baseball coming up starting tomorrow, April 29th through June 1st, excuse me, through June 5th, if you even want to throw the Brewers in there through June 9th is the toughest stretch of baseball the Phillies have. They have four in New York, three in Seattle, four in LA against the Dodgers, three at home against San Diego, three at home against the Dodgers, all winning teams, four in Atlanta, three in New York against the Mets, three at home against the Giants, three at home against the Angels, and then three in Milwaukee. That is a stretch of baseball. Like, we're talking just team after team after team. So this is a massive, massive point of the season, and the Phillies pulling it together right now would go a long way for this team because the next stretch of baseball is going to be really tough. So big one down there today. Finish it out, sweep it out, and then let's get at those Mets tomorrow because what a massive series. We'll come back tomorrow. We'll preview that series in a big way, obviously, and and start to get excited for the weekend. And again, this this month-long stretch, over a month, month and a week-long stretch of baseball that you really could shape the Phillies season. So we'll dive into that more tomorrow as well and a whole lot more. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.